Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And we're on the other side of Halloween. Yes. Uh, this is like our third our third episode check-in on Chris's family's Halloween trunk or treating, costume, drama, uh, scary movie. I like to imagine they they all ended up as, like, snowmen instead. Just a complete 180. They became snowmen. They went dressed with corncob pipes and button noses and two eyes made out of coal as snowmen to welcome in the holiday season. Or turkeys. Those are all very big guesses. Um, I do hate to bring the update that for the last eight days, my son has been sick. So, and and like, pretty darn sick. Like, he's been uh, having a fever and coughing. Which uh, C- the oldest CJ, or the CJ, CJ, the <laughs> oldest, Mario. So, oh. yeah, so Sunday was supposed to, the Sunday prior to Halloween was supposed to be our trunk or treat. Um, we ended up having lunch with some friends, and let me tell you, it was ridiculous. We Lunch with friends, CJ was fine. We stopped at like a park in between lunch and the trunk or treat, complete down, downhill turn. So um, we did one third of that the trunk park. or treat. We did one third of the trunk or treat, and CJ was like, "I want to go home." So, uh, and then he was in bed for like seven days. So, not the best Halloween for a six-year-old or almost six-year-old. <laughs> yeah, my deepest sympathies yeah. to uh, CJ in particular. That's tough. It's a tough Halloween to lose. I know. Like, I know. He was so probably excited. a top top five Halloween in your life you're gonna have right there. I know. I feel I feel really bad, but hopefully we can make up for it next year. And uh, now that he's feeling better. I want to. I want to do. I was talking with some friends, and they're like, "Oh, you should do like a like a scavenger hunt or something for him, where he can dress up as Mario." And I was like, oh, "That's kind of a fun idea." So we'll see what happens. I think we call that Easter. <laughs> no, not dressed as Mario. I mean, you could dress whatever the hell you. There's no. There's no outfit for Easter. Isn't it's there not a though? requirement? Isn't there no. like no 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 white after Easter or something like that? <laughs> no, yep, that's, that's the rule. Not. The rest of the year, you have from January 1st to Easter, it's, you can wear white. <laughs> it specifically says in the Easter bylaws, no dressing as Italian plumbers on Easter. Right. I mean, isn't the whole... Not allowed. Easter is like kind of an Italian holiday. Didn't the didn't the, the Romans murder Jesus, which caused him to come back from the dead three days later? It's kind of a Italian holiday. He could be a, he could be a, a plumber. An Italian plumber that works. <laughs> this is what this is what Todd is saying to your neighbors as he knocks on their door on Easter morning, being like, "My son's gonna come by and ask for some candy soon." <laughs> like, it makes sense because he's just Italy. <laughs> he's dressed as a plumber. Jesus got killed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> Long story short, my son's about to ask you for candy. Just roll with it. Yeah, here's the candy. Just give it to him when he knocks on the door. And shut the door. <laughs> Sounds like a solid plan, Todd. There you go. Yep. Just like every Easter. Um, did you guys? Uh, did you guys get any trick or treaters though? No, I never do. Unfortunately. Okay. Nope. Never got a single one. Not you either. Oh man. No, I, I live on too busy of a road. So uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. I can see that. Um, did you? Uh, did you decorate your car and go hand out candy somewhere? <laughs> I did not. No. Oh. You know, it turns out that you know that's really frowned upon by. Uh, Forces outside of my control, aka my wife. Um, mm. She didn't... she heard she heard the podcast and and the plan that we came up with for you. Well, no, she saw when I started decorating my vehicle, and she was like, "Absolutely not." Oh, <laughs> she's not a trunk or treater. She doesn't believe in trunk or treating. No, she does, just not for me with no child. Oh, 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 I see, I see, I get it. 
Okay. Interesting. Well, the thing is, he was dressed as Mario, so I <laughs> thought he could get away with it. I was dressed as Mario. Because Jesus died for your sins, he can dress as Mario. It, it, I also kind of screwed up because I put the alcohol in the basket, but I put the beer. I put the alcohol in the basket, but I put the candy in the cooler. Oh, and it kind of yeah. really got screwed up then. Mm. Mm. But, I mean, there's nothing better than a cool Snickers, though, right? Like It's true. <laughs> yeah, but, gonna... a, but a warm beer doesn't really work out too well. Mm, that's true. It depends on what no, kind of you're beer. Not just, yeah, you're not just pounding room temperature Bud Lights and and rock rock hard Mars bars. No, I'm I'm not a I'm not Jason. I don't I don't put my PBR in the the free or the microwave for 30 seconds before I drink it. Oh, Ugh. it's it's all a rage. You know what I realized though? Like I, I normally I'll put I'll put most chocolate things, um, Snickers included, in the fridge. I put a Snickers in the freezer. That's mistake. a mistake. It's a mistake, yeah. I you never do, really yeah. caramel never, gets hard. I never really thought about it. Yeah, I just uh, not not a thing. And the and the the nougat in it is like super rock hard too. Uh, yeah, can I give you it. another another piece of advice? Don't stick a Milky Way in the freezer either. Uh, the wife one, Dana, Dana, Dana put like a whole <laughs> put a whole bag of them in there. I don't know. She she's a monster, I guess. Um, Does she have like teeth of steel? I, she just she packs it in her know. lip. Like, yeah. She just packs it in her lip, and then it's just a nice little, nice little treat in there yeah, for there the rest go. of the afternoon. There I mean, I guess she gets he- through. I guess it's healthier than you know than doing dip. Uh, yeah, tell that to your dentist. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think you'd be satisfied with either one of those two answers. Yeah. yeah. Next time you go to the dentist, be like, "Would you rather me start chewing tobacco or?" Yeah, or pack my <laughs> lip with sugar. Do I, yeah, do I dip a Milky Way? And he'd look, at first, he's going to look at me really strange. My my dentist is also like an eighty year old man, so um, he's probably going to say dip. Yeah, I mean, he may. Yeah. He, the last time As he, he spits into his spittoon. The last time he told me all about how the the CPAP reordering supply company is a big Medicare fraud thing, and he he went on for like a twenty minute tangent on that. So I'm sure okay. he will love this question. Yeah, it sounds well, sounds next, like it's right up his alley. Next dentist appointment, you'll have to report back. Six months from now, because um, I just went like a week or two ago. Missed our opportunity. I had a dentist appointment November 1st, 8 a.m., and when I made it, I'm like, this will be perfect. Right after I eat all that candy, just come right in there, <laughs> clean these teeth up. Um, they didn't think it was as funny as I did. <laughs> but, boy, all this uh, talk about packing candy sure has got me thirsty. Uh, now, this beer is one that I'm very excited to bring um saw and i was like this is definitely coming to the pod so what i have for you all today is a limited edition barrel barrel aged cold smoke scotch ale aged and whiskey barrels um you have any more sound effects for us todd i like the i like the echo this is we're doing low budget sound effects now Um, (laughs) this is the the best we could do the best we could do so I think probably within the first 20 episodes of this show, I brought, a, <laughs> oh, I brought a cold smoke on the podcast because the coldest of smoke. it is the most iconic Montana beer, I would say. Um, Montana. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you one more, Todd. You can use it whatever you want in the episode, so save it for a really good one. You see, this is like... I don't know if you use this technique with your kids, Chris. That it's like you give them a little bit so they think that they that they have it. But I'm a grown man. So you get one man. more. I can do whatever you I get want. one more. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. 
you really are the mom of the pod. I you test my patience sometimes. I will admit. Definitely more of the like not the not the, the pod dad, but definitely the mom of the pod. I mean, you you are you're you try to be in charge. It doesn't work very well sometimes, but most of the time you're you're decently good at it. Uh, yeah, just because it's like if you didn't have a mom, it would be three eleven-year-olds driving the minivan to McDonald's to try and order dinner. Three so, eleven-year-olds driving <laughs> the McDonald's to try to order dinner. So I'm going to restart my review. Restart. Um, Cold Smoke is the Montana beer that's probably, like I said, most most iconic Montana beer. It's um, if I was going to give anybody one beer from our state, this would be it. It's like it's nothing crazy, but it's um, it's a staple. You know, it's it's unique. Uh, it's this just beautiful, dry, delicious Scotch ale that um, I haven't experienced in other places, and it's probably one of the top-selling Montana beers in existence, right? So it's it's popular for a good reason. So I saw this one, this whiskey barrel aged version, and I'm like, sounds really good. I don't know if it can be, it can't be as good as the OG. You know, it's like because then they would this wouldn't be limited edition. They would make it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it could cost them more to make it. Sure, it's true. I shouldn't dash my hopes yet. Um, part of the reason they did it, it was because they thought it would be better than the original, or else they just would have not even tried. It's true. It's true. But I mean, like, my point is, like, you would see barrel-aged cold smoke on every corner if it was better. I don't know. I'm going to go open this beer. Going to go open the beer. Okay, we're back. Thanks again, Todd, for the bottle opener. Uh I like to shout you out whenever it makes an appearance, even though I have to get up to use it. It's, it's the wall is not within reach of the microphone, but no problem. Happy to happy to provide you with something. I do have a random question that I just noticed that has nothing to do with the podcast. Can it wait or no? Does it have to go in the middle of my beer review? Uh, it can wait. I think. How much is it going to derail this review? Oh, definitely going to derail the view. I mean, it's okay, gonna, it's so going to happen. Right off the bat, it's very fizzy. This is like a, I would imagine what a barreled soles carbonation looks like. It's uh, maybe a little pringly, as others might say. The smartest, yes. The head, the head rapidly dissipated. Um, just here, and you can even see, yeah, it's it's all gone now. So, but that's reminiscent of a non-barrel aged cold smoke. It's it's not like a thick nitro pour beer. On the nose, smells like a barrel-aged beer. Definitely getting strong whiskey barrel smell. I'm excited. You know, I was like, yeah, we'll see. But smelling it now, I'm really hoping this brings the best of the cold smoke and whiskey barrel together. So without further ado, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Pour one out for you, CJ. (laughs) So here's the thing. Cold smoke is, like I said, it's a dry scotch ale. It's not very full-bodied. It's sweet, sure. But it's more on the um, portery side of things than the stout side. Did I get that right? Yeah. What's the one that you like less, Chris? Porters. Porters. Right? Yes, correct. Yeah. It's definitely more on the portery porters side. Porters are delicious. Um, but like barrel-aged porters isn't really, you know, you think more like, okay, barrel-aging, you get that motor oil, thick, viscous stout with adjuncts and all this stuff. This maintains that very light-bodied uh element of the cold smoke I was talking about, like with the effervescence and everything, but really evokes those deeper caramelly flavors you get on that whiskey barrel aging, which is very impressive. I don't know. I've never tried to barrel age a beer, 
but I imagine that there's a lot of fine tuning you have to do with how many months and blending it and all that stuff and and getting the right elements to all come together. Um, you know, picking the right barrel. I don't know, but a couple sips. I I'm impressed with how much they maintained the core of the cold smoke in the beer. This is excellent. Very good beer. Um, it does everything that I want a barrel aged cold smoke to do in terms of maintaining that original flavor, but just adding that little bit of extra whiskey bite. Uh, eight and a half ABV, which pretty low for a barrel aged whiskey barrel aged beer, right? This is um, a plus for execution and originality. Now, is this brewed with any other adjunct, or is it just straight up whiskey? I'm gonna barrel? take a look closer look at this um, label. It really does not say all that much about what's going on in here. Um, they hand wrote the date on there. This only been in the bottle for about a month now. Nine twenty-eight, twenty-three. Um, so I think it's just. I think there's no other adjuncts. I think it's just they just threw in some whiskey barrels and figured out what would happen. So describing the cold smoke as iconic. If I have any check-ins of cold smoke, I probably when I first had it didn't think it was anything special because, like I said. It's not that special because it's one of the most sold beers in Montana, but it is uh, it is very good. So even though if I would only give the original 375, I think this improves upon the formula. It's not one that I would reach for over the OG every time, but it's a nice change. Um, it's not the finest whiskey barrel aged beer I've ever had, but that's not what it's going for. Um, I don't know what I paid for it, but this is a, a solid four and a quarter. Okay. Wow. It, it, it earns that. It earns that rating. I definitely sure. thought you were going to rate it lower. I I do. Yeah, I did too. not take away from your review that you were a fan of this beer at all. I actually thought I was going to at, at the beginning when you were doing your thing. I almost went underwhelming, as like a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, as no, like I, a, my feedback. I definitely picked up on that he was that he enjoyed it. It's just I didn't know he was going to go four and a quarter. I figured four, you know, solid four. Um, but what do you think? Two hundred and thirteen other people, uh, Montanans. That's more. More than I would have thought. Yes. Um, maybe this is not their first release of it. I wouldn't be surprised that they had a couple of barrels at the brewery that they've tapped over the years. I think they're going to like it. I don't know if they're going to love it. So when in doubt, this being cold smoke, I got to go with the Montana area, Montana area code 406. It's not a bad guess, um, but you're still you're still leaving the door a bit open. It is a 4.14. Okay. So. Okay. Point oh eight. Which I think is an area code near me. Maybe four oh four, four one four. I don't know. Something. <clears throat> uh, quick Google search says that four one four is the telephone area code of the North American Nurburgring <laughs> okay. plan for the area around and including the city of Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin. Maybe that's why I know nope. it from. <laughs> well, here's to you, New Galaris. But um. <laughs> All right. While I savor this, who's got a who's got a beer to follow that up with? I'll go next. I got a fun. I got a semi fun one. I don't know. I don't know how fun it's gonna be. We'll find out. Well, you said semi fun. That covers all of your bases. I think it could either be very fun. It could be not very fun. So this is the last of my Connecticut haul that I save specifically for the podcast. And you know me. It's starting to get cool outside, nice and cold. Uh, what does that look like in North Carolina? Well, yeah. No, it was seventy today or some 72 that's, that's, so sweatshirt sweatshirt weather yeah, that's pretty cool much, yeah. pretty much yeah. no um you know it's starting to get cool uh you know cool at night put those flip-flops away folks <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, yeah. He now can he now can run about six hundred feet without sweating. Yep. Instead of <laughs> before the two hundred feet. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, we're just existing outside anywhere. Made you sweat, um, but you know me. Um, stouts in the summer. Uh, ch- check pilsners in the winter. So like you know, like you're supposed to. Um, no, this is a fun one. Uh, this is actually brewed from Equilibrium, which is a brewery that I've had, but I've not had recently. They, I had them when they kind of opened. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but in in returning, they have partnered with the owner of Two Brothers Pizza, who, uh, for those of you that don't know, is one of my favorite pizza establishment in Connecticut. And they actually made a Greek freak uh, Czech pilsner. So um, for the, for those of you that don't know, Nick, who is the one of the owners of Two Brothers on all social medias, is Greek the Greek freak and things like that. So they actually made this pilsner in conjunction, like in honor of, in collaboration with, however you want to say, of him. So I thought it was like, oh, I saw a can, picked it up. I was like, this is great podcast material. So um, we're going to check it out. Plus, I don't have a lot of Czech, pil- Czech pilsners. Um, so the final of my New England beers, and uh, we're going to see how it is. I drank, I drank those so fast, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. give it to you. Epic- I know that feeling. At least Epicure is not the worst brewery. In Norwich. Oh yeah, no, I apologize. I think it is. It is Epicure. I, I said Equilibrium. I apologize. It is Epicure. So okay. Yep. I was gonna be like Ep- Equilibrium's a big brewery. No, yeah. Sorry, that was that was my mistake. Tud caught it um, on the can. So I, I tried to just play it off. No, it's a good call. On, out. I, I keep I said on the rolling wrong... down the street. <laughs> no, it's a good good call out. Um, but here we go. And you said they've gotten better, Tud. Um, uh, better is subjective. I think that, <laughs> I, as I said, they're they're not the worst brewery in the town that they're from. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, have you been to these guys? What's the opposite of a silver medal? What do you give from <laughs> the second to last? Well, if, place? You, if you were counting breweries out of Norwich, they would they would get the gold medal because there are two breweries, and one of them is Epicure, <laughs> and one of them is these guys. And I can actually go to Epicure and drink their beer, and usually find something that I can like. Sit there and drink. Um, I've I've been to like birthday parties and stuff there because it, glowing they, praise. They do have a very big tap room or de- decent enough size for Norwich. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not the worst. The damn Yankees, not not bad. Um, there are better breweries. Obviously, I, I'm surprised Epicure was the one who brewed Two Brothers's beer. Um, Fox know. Farm comes in as you know that's a mile and a half away. Could have easily done it. Uh, Hop Meadow, not Hop Meadow, Hop Culture. Could have been another one that could have done it. Like, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how how it all came to be, but I I just I was like, I gotta pick, I gotta pick one up. So, um, you're touching on something. It is it is your favorite pizza place. It is, yeah. So, so that's saying something. It is, yeah. Um, actually, you touched on something that uh, you know, uh, I I hadn't been to these guys in I think probably our ten year high school reunion is probably the last time I went to these guys. Same here. And. I never remember being them being terrible. Not great. The food's always been pretty good. I don't know. Maybe they've gone downhill. So the food, the food is delicious. The food has okay. always been delicious. Anyways, getting back to my Epicure Brewing brew. Um, it is as you can expect. It's pretty clear. Uh, we'll you know just for fun. We'll we'll check to see. Oh yeah, bright as day. You can see light through this thing all day or day. Um, but yeah, let's see. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, 
and maybe you guys know, maybe it's the type of malts or something, what, what the difference between like a normal Pilsner is and a, sh- a Czech Pilsner is. It might just be a malt or yeast, yeast strain. I don't know, but... Um, it's made with real Czechs. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the can... Or the, the, the cereal? Is it the cereal or the people? You choose. <laughs> That's... Maybe both. Oh, my goodness. Made, made by Czechs with Czechs. <laughs> All right, here we go. You can only pay for it with checks. Here we go. Um, I mean, <laughs> it tastes like a Pilsner. Uh, it's not bad. It definitely has um, the Pilsner afterbite. Um, and this one is a little bit more on the, I'm going to say on the bready side. Like, it's definitely got some of that. You can definitely taste the malt up front. Um, it's not as, I, I've had other Pilsners that are like super duper crisp. I wouldn't say this is exactly crisp. It's got like those malty tones at the front. Um it's not bad. It's definitely got a lot of flavor. Um, trying to like, yeah, minimal, minimal hop bite. Um, not that you'd expect a ton, but um, definitely not one of those hopped up pilsners. Um, I've had better pilsners. Um, I don't know what 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 the difference well, is between. So I'm trying. I'll try and throw you a lifeline here. Okay. This is I have the absolutebeer.com page on Czech pilsners. Okay, here we go. And it, I'm. I'm going to read a little bit, and then you could tell me if this falls into those parameters, how good of a job they did matching what a Czech Pilsner is supposed to be. Okay, okay. I like this, yeah. Yeah, so they say that comparatively, the Czech Pilsner has more color, malt richness, and body than a German Pils. So I can definitely, definitely attest to that. Definitely more, more, uh, more of the malty and uh, fuller bodied. Yeah, they say it's, um, it's got a fuller finish and a cleaner, softer impression. Okay. Um, they describe it as a rich, characterful pale lager with considerable malt and hop character in a long, rounded finish. Complex yet well balanced and refreshing. The malt flavors are complex for pilsner type beer, and the bitterness is strong but clean and without harshness, which gives a rounded impression that enhances drinkability. Um, finally, for characteristics, they give it balanced, biscuity, toasty, crisp, and medium bodied. Okay. I can I I think I think if we're going on I think they made it I think they made it 80 83%. I think I don't agree with all of it, but it's it's mostly there. Um and, and to just give you a little bit of insight what makes the Czech pills different than a normal pills and an American pills. The Czech pills is um low to medium uh noble hopped presence. It it kind of has more of a noble hop presence whereas a a German pills uh by the way, Czech pills would be more uh similar to like the Pilsner Iroquois. Um, which is a Czech Pils. And a, a German Pilsner has a little bit more bitterness um, and the carbonation is higher. So it's a little bit more carbonated. And then, uh, you know, we all know what an American Pilsner is. Uh, think of your, your standard Budweiser. It was made by German immigrants, but eventually became, you know, it's it's a little bit more rice and corn forward than mm-hmm. the other ones. So that's, that's kind of the simple difference between the three main styles of Pilsners. And the one that goes by Pils is the German one. Everything okay. else kind of likes pilsners and or lagers, I guess. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah. So I think it is tried and true. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a B. I'll give it a B on the Czech pilsner scale. <laughs> a B for pilsner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or should I give it a C? Is C the highest you can get? I feel like C is the highest you for can Czech. get for Czech pilsner. Um, so I give it a B. Um, in matching some of those i don't agree with uh at least with this one i don't think there's uh, a, a scale of a to f with c being the highest <laughs> <laughs> we 
all love we love our scales. Um, so they did they did a good job in hearing these things. I think there's a few things that I maybe I'm picking up differently because I drink a lot of IPAs and stouts and stuff. But um, but it's good. I mean, it's good. It's not something that I would probably order again. I'm. It's kind of neat that it happened. Um, and I was up there in, in time to get it. So you know, kind of a cool little happenstance there. Um, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. It's good. Um, not my normal cup of tea, but it's by by no means bad. So. No. Cheers. By the way, just to add a little bit more, because I keep on reading, um, Czech Pilsners are the oldest style of Pilsners that exist. Um, it was invented in Czech. Uh, it's actually, the word Pilsner means f- from Pilsen, which is a town in Czech Republic. That's so, cool. The more you know. I just thought that was a cool little stat to throw out there. That's why we call them Pilsners, though, because they started from Pilsen in the Czech Republic. Oh. Yeah, and that uh, Pilsner or Quell that you mentioned. It's, it's one of my favorite, like, like European styles of beer, the Pilsner. That is a, that is apparently the like that is the Czech Pilsner that like everything else like that's what invented the style basically. Yeah, it's, it was invented over 150 years ago. Um, Pilsner Ericwell, the city 1842. Yeah, and the the brewer's name was Joseph Grohl. Um, there's some whole story about how he had to dump his beer, and that then they because of that they had to found a brewery that he founded that became Pilsner Ericwell. But I don't have enough time to read that, so... Um, oh, man. We don't get our favorite our favorite segment of the podcast. Well, I'm, Todd reading. I'm sure my beer will have some words on it that I can read to everybody. Uh, but let's let's see how this one writes out. Um, out of 35 check-ins... Wow. Okay. That's it. That's all you get. Damn. What do you think they're rated? Oh, man. I can definitely see this being skewed. Especially with such a low checking count, I can see it being skewed with like you know Nick and his friends and all that stuff and blah blah blah. Yeah, thirty three of these check ins are from someone named Nick. <laughs> all different spellings. Um, shoot. Okay. I mean, it's not bad. It is not bad. I don't. It's definitely not. It if it's above a four, then I don't even know what I'm gonna do. Um, I think it'll be higher than me. Uh, I don't think it'll. I'm gonna say it's a three seven three three seven three. So uh, you should be very upset because it's, it is above a four. I knew it. I should have guessed it was above a four. Um, it's a four point one zero. No, no, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's not bad, but it's probably the highest rated beer Epicure has on Untapped. <laughs> and they, fun fact, they didn't even use Noble hops in this. They used Saz hops or Saz S A A Z. I'm gonna go with Saz. Saz. Uh. Okay, well, I did not win this this week. <laughs> Go, Todd. <laughs> um, and just to double check you, uh, let's let's see what uh, Epicure has sort by oh. global rating show results. It was just a fun. That was a fun joke. It is. It, it is within their top four. <laughs> hey, it is number what's four. Number one. What's uh, number number one? one is is Fat Bottom Sunday, which is a porter. Number two is a uh, bourbon strong ale, and number three is a pilot batch peanut butter stout. Well, okay. sounds like a lot of people out there gave it a company. solid C. Fun fact, yeah. the uh, Greek Freak's the one with the highest rating with uh, 35. The other ones have 12, 10, and 14. Is it like maybe the scale should be like horse? Where like the closer you get to spelling out the whole word, like so it gets like a CZ <laughs> is uh, at where it falls on the scale. Okay, that's that's true. Well, we'll workshop it. <laughs> okay, well, that leaves Todd. Um, Todd, we're very excited for whatever you... You always bring something good, almost universally. You have access to the best beer, and uh, you never disappoint. So 
So hit us, hit us with your best shot. Here. Well, now, now I have a lot to live up to. Um, <laughs> I just, I just thought hyping, you know. I should give you guys a little bit of insight in what I was going to drink today versus what I'm actually drinking today. So originally, my plan was to drink um, one of the the new 2023 Witch Meadows because uh, mm. that came out since the last time our podcast uh, was released. Unfortunately, I did not put one in the fridge. So tune in next week for. That review. Um, you can't just cool it off by dunking some frozen candy in it. <laughs> right. No, I don't have frozen candy. I'm not a savage. It doesn't, like, doesn't like work Chris. out that way. <laughs> yeah. And this is not, I don't have like the total wine, like 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 wine cooler thing that they have. Like, you know, like when you stick the, the bottle of wine in there and it can chill the, the wine for you. I need to get one of those. I just haven't invested in that yet. Yeah. But then you wouldn't have an excuse to buy, keep buying more fridges. It's true. So instead of... Which meadow? I actually brought another stout, I think. Yes, it is a stout. Um, it's an imperial stout brewed with molasses and muscovado. Um, and it's called Business uh, by Stillwater Brewing. Interesting. So this beer is actually, um, you know, even though Stillwater... Muscovado's a grape, I think, right? I have no idea. I thought, honestly, I thought it said avocado at first, and then I just noticed that it had a, it had a musk in front of it, so... I know muscadine is a, is a grape, but... No, it's a it's type of sugar. It's basically molasses sugar. Oh. So it's brewed with molasses and molasses. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, but Stillwater Brewing is a brewery. I, I believe they're out of like they're technically out of like Atlanta. Um, but they brew a lot out of twelve percent. And so I always like Stillwater. I think that they're they're one of the more underrated breweries that bi- that brews out of twelve percent. Um, I also kind of find it, I find it kind of odd that they're you know. Based out of Atlanta, but brew out of Connecticut. Um, so that's that's an interesting one. But yeah, let's uh, let's see the, let's see what this one looks like. So this this can um, it's just all dollar signs with one golden business, dunk. and it says strictly says business on this side. It is that the, can means business. It's a very interesting can. It's only tw- it's only a twelve ounce can. Uh, this baby weighs in at thirteen percent ABV. So oh Oof. damn, okay. Tud gets drunk tonight. And it's from oh, batch right. number two. I don't know what it doesn't have a date, but it just says batch O two. Let that rest for a second. Um, so it poured obviously black as night. Um, with a solid bit of head that's not going anywhere. I mean, this head is sticking around for ages. I'm gonna have to be sipping through the head to, to try the beer. But I poured it through that my head. Looks like a sponge. It, like, it, those bubbles are not going anywhere. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it might as well be. And as you can see with the light test, there's not a single light getting through here. The T-Rex is not finding you. You're safe as long as you don't make much noise for it to follow you down um, into the darkness. Just pour the rest of the can in here just to make sure we're good. What was the brewery? Stillwater. I knew it was something water. On the nose, it smells like molasses. I mean, it smells completely like molasses. Uh, it is a thick boy stout. I don't smell muscovado. I don't really know. Still, I, I still <laughs> maybe don't know you the, do. <laughs> maybe I do. I still don't know the difference between the two. Um, I know it's molasses and molasses. But let's try it. Um, it's not barrel aged. I don't believe it's barrel aged. It doesn't say barrel aged. So it should not have any of that like bourbon flavor. So let's let's find out. It is very dry. It's very dry with a lot of like the malty backbone. Um, it's not like it's not sweet at all. I don't taste any sweetness in this beer, which is extremely strange. That's crazy. Considering yeah. that it's it's brewed with molasses and more molasses. 
um, all of the molasses. Maybe muscovado is drier and it kind of gets rid of that. I, I don't. I don't really know. Um, I gotta say, it's not. It's not my favorite. Um, let me take a, another sip. Does it hide the thirteen percent well? It does. I do not taste that it is thirteen percent ABV. Um, it just. It doesn't have much more depth than here's your dry imperial stout that kind of tastes like, in all honesty, it tastes exactly like molasses. Like, you know, like when you try like normal molasses out of a bottle and you're like, it's not very good. Like normal molasses kind of is I've never tried molasses out of a bottle, but I would imagine that that tastes like sweet. No? No. Not, I think to, Hmm. I think to our ancestors, molasses would be very sweet. I think to us in 2023, given that we're so pumped full of high fructose corn syrup and yeah, you're more of an HFCS kind of guy. (laughs) Yeah, I just think that molasses is like if you have a molasses cookie, like that's kind of like the only thing I'm kind of like thinking of like when you use molasses, like you put it in like like stuff around Thanksgiving, um, but also like like bourbon or uh, molasses cookies, and they're kind of for the lack of better phrase, they're not very good. Um, Yeah. It I know is. Dana likes likes to dip, put a little, you know, <laughs> under her tongue. Well, that so this actually might be healthier for you than than sticking <laughs> the straight up high fructose corn syrup there. Um, it's just dry and it's got kind of a kind of an old timey flavor to it, which is the which is the molasses. It's just this tastes like a Werther's original. No, like I like Werther's originals. That's a that's a. Um, I'm trying to think, trying to compare it to something that you guys would know. But it's just kind of more like earthy sweet than like sweet sweet, which is, I think it would be okay with the right type of beer. This one, I think, needed something else other than the molasses with the molasses. I think if it was like molasses with like... Vanilla. Yeah, with vanilla, or if it was like with nutmeg or cinnamon, or maybe if they threw it in a bourbon, this would be perfect as a bourbon barrel aged beer. Um, because it would add a little bit more complexity to the molasses, but this is just or it, like a rum barrel aged beer. I that would be that being good. fantastic, yeah. actually, and that would actually go really well with this, with the sweetness of the yes nail on the head. If they put this in a rum barrel and age this there, this would be this would be a great beer. Um, for now, it's just a good, it's just a, it's just a good like it's a very well brewed beer. I can say that. But you expect more out of twelve percent is kind of what you're saying. I expect more out of Stillwater. Um, you know, sometimes with 12%, you get some breweries that frankly aren't very good. Uh, you know, one that, that people seem to love. I know Chris, you love it over. I think you love this brewery too. And I've just kind of throughout the years, I've kind of grown not to be a big fan of them is evil twin. Um, they're just, yeah, I have no strong feelings about them, but I think I that generally when, enjoy them. Yeah. When we first started drinking beer, I think like we were all, or at least Chris and I were, were decent sized evil twin fans and over the years evil twin has gone more of the opposite direction of this where they've gone way too sweet and all their beers are are slightly over carbonated and way too sweet for what i want um i think if Stillwater and evil twin collaborate on this this would be a perfect stout uh for now it's just okay um let me take another sip starting to warm up a little bit getting a little sweeter but maybe it will sweeten up over time i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a three five not my favorite. That's disappointing. Well, if they if they do release a pirate business that's aged in rum barrels, <laughs> you got to bring it back on the pod. That would be awesome. One quick note. Stillwater is originally out of Grand Mound, Washington, um, which is 
far from Connecticut. So yeah, that's it's cool. They that they are doing that's not stuff Atlanta. At 12%. <laughs> no. percent. Um, no, this beer has two thousand fifty-eight check-ins. Okay, kind of more than like you know, it significantly dwarfs both of your beers combined. Just a little bit, yeah. Um, I have no idea. It's twelve percent, so it's going to be closer to. It's going to be above me for sure. Um, I have. I don't even know where to start. It's not my. It's not my style of beer. Three seven nine. You beat me, Todd. Oh How? man, what? <laughs> it's a three point eight five. Golly! Oh my goodness! The time you're, remains. You're point, you weren't point, point six, oh off. six. No, I was point oh eight. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> the time, the, the never-ending time remains. Oh my god! I thought it was over. Good, well-earned point for Todd. Um, we didn't talk about the results of the poll. Three, no eight, points for last week. Three eight five. Yeah, there's no way it's not. It's just not. I mean, it's it's not even a three seven nine. Um, but I think you. I think you even. I think you kind of expected this, your guess to be low. I oh, think you expected yeah. the rating to be higher. I don't think you could. If you looked at twelve percent, and it would be difficult because everybody brews underneath their own brewery. I don't think you could find a beer that comes out of that place that's below. This this might be one of the lower beers that's ever come out of the building. Oh. Yeah. So so I think a three eight five is pretty fair. Yeah. But hey, Hong Kong Kong Hong Kong Kong on the board point forty two. Look at me go, guys. Can I, before you guys end your tie, will I double you guys? That's the question. At what point is season one over and we just <laughs> wipe the whiteboard clean? I think. I think the answer is once we get a trophy. We need a trophy. All right, that's fair. Um, yeah, and then we can declare season two. But whoever sends the to- trophy to Todd also has to send it in a box of beer. I think that's the only fair because you need something with the trophy. And then when and then when the winner of season two gets the to- trophy from Todd, he's got to send the beer with the with the trophy. What if I just keep on winning though? Um, then we don't have to send you any more beer. <laughs> so it's kind of a win for us. <laughs> Drinking alone with friends season two coming soon. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start like I'm gonna have to start re- uh, reading every beer review on Untapped. That way I can be ready to go every time I review a beer. That way you guys never win again. No. By the way, I know um, one of your favorite things to do, Todd, on this podcast is to find reviews on Untapped of a beer that you just had that you completely disagree with. So I'm gonna read this review to you, and I want to hear your reaction. Okay. Wow, beer. Rich, smoky, roasty, blackstrap, closer to a Russian imperial than American. Dry, stark, but not overly bitter. Full, but not heavy or hot. Beer, porn. Such a rich but tempered fade. Perfect. (laughs) 5.0. So I don't agree with the rating. A lot of his words are, I guess, not not wrong. I don't know what blackstrap means, but it's not... It's not wrong. I wouldn't call it a Russian Imperial style. I think that if you gave me this or Old Rasputin, I would take Old Rasputin every day of the week. But, I mean, I don't disagree with a lot of, like, the flavors that he's pulling out. I guess it is kind of smoky. Um, but no, well, I wouldn't say overly so. I, but what does Blackstrap mean? I mean, what is... Well, that's... Blackstrap is like a molasses, basically. Blackstrap okay. molasses, yeah. Um, in, in this guy's defense, he only has 7,819 check-ins. Uh yeah, with a 3.49 average. So he probably doesn't even know what he's talking about. 
that is that is actually pretty impressive by that guy to have such a you know a lower average and and to rate something a perfect five. That's 166 fives, and this got one of them out of his 7,819 check-ins. Damn, so. is that somebody we know? It is not somebody we know, but he does pay. He does. He is an untapped insider, which I think means he can give it. He's untapped. Let's get on this. He could have given it a 4.9, and he decided not to. He could have given it. This is a – I'm not going to dox him on the podcast, but uh, I'll send you a screenshot of of his profile. So untapped the (laughs) this segment we we shame untapped users. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is it is his name? Does his name begin with a P? Yes. Christopher (laughs) Patamos. None of my friends have checked in this beer, so (laughs) it's me. Um. So before we go over to the long line of tables with families behind them, (laughs) I did have. I did have an article that I sent my co-hosts, which I thought would be worth bringing up on the podcast. This is from Brewbound.com. This is uh, Two Roads to Flavortown. Craft Brewer and Guy Fieri team up for Flavortown Spiked FMB. Uh, It appears that Connecticut's own Two Roads Brewing and Food Network star Guy Fieri are teaming up to make a 6% ABV flavored uh, malt beverage, Flavortown Spiked Fruit Punch. Um, should be at retailers later this month. Maybe maybe in time to bring a six-pack to your Thanksgiving dinner. Who knows? Um, this is from Two Roads founder uh, Brad Hiddle. Says it likens back to a Hawaiian punch for all intents and purposes. Um, and then the rest is behind a paywall. So... <laughs> Just uh, for all you Fieri heads out there that live in Connecticut or the surrounding areas, um, this should be on your radar. If it's not, I, I want to to. I don't think it should to be. spread the word. If you're uh, if you're a, a triple D fan, you know it could be a conversation piece. Slap this sucker down next to the cranberry sauce, and um, you'll be the talk of the the Thanksgiving table. Where was I was I in Asheville with you guys or was it with Kiwi where we saw a whole bridal par- party dressed as Guy Fieri? Was that might have been Kiwi? Um I'm not sure if I was there or not. It's you would know. Be that I have no memory of this. No, 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 no. I think it was I think it was Kiwi. We we uh in the in the bus, the the VW bus that they have up on the side. It was just Oh. Fieri's everywhere. At at burial, At burial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was like our first. That was like our first stop. Oh, it was you guys? Okay, yeah. Fieri's everywhere. No, I mean burial was. I, oh. I don't remember the Fieri's. Oh, okay. I was just saying oh. that Obert would have remembered had it occurred. Right. I would have been sober enough. <laughs> okay. For oh, that okay. Memory to have lodged itself in my well, the folds of my my brain. It was. Yeah, it was sorry. It I understand was, how that was. I understand how that was confusing coming out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, that thing. No, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was magical. It was a magical time. Kiwi, I hope you're listening and you remember that fondly. Um, I just imagine if you had showed up to them and was like, ladies, do I have the beverage for you? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I'd be their savior. I'd be marrying all of them. You would. <laughs> they would. There would be one bridesmaid at their seven-person wedding to you. <laughs> that would be the, the bride. Maybe she called off the wedding. Maybe there would be just eight, eight, eight brides. women marrying <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. And Guy Fieri is marrying us, of course, obviously. The officiant, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, does he have a does he have a BAM? Is what's his? Does he have a like a like a BAM, like an Emerald Lagasse BAM? Does he have like a catchphrase? Catchphrase, catch yeah. 
I believe that's what they call a catchphrase. Does he have one though? I don't. I feel like maybe not. Maybe he doesn't. I feel like every good chef does. I feel like we. Need, a, I feel like I feel like we kind of have to get him one now. I feel like that's our. Is he a life is goal. he a chef though? No. no, he's a famous person who eats food. I guess. This is, what did I do wrong in my life? I could do that so good. I know you could be. You could have been Guy Fieri. I could have been. I could have been. I could have been Chris Fieri. Um, Peace, love, and taco grease. Apparently, is the first thing that comes up. I don't like that. Or Guy Fieri catchphrases. Catch, yep. Oh, I thought you were talking about Guy Fieri uh, inspired beers because that could. I would also believe that. No, I see. I so I have no. Um, I will never buy this 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 flavored malt beverage. I'm not a Guy Fieri fan. Um, I I've been to his restaurant in Foxwoods. It's eh. Trash Maybe can nachos. Didn't have enough enough spiked punches. Trash can nachos are nice. They actually really put like a bunch of nachos in a giant like metal trash can, and they come out and they dump it upside down on the plate and then pull it off. And they're 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 decent. They're decent nachos. Um, I don't but, I don't understand the mechanics of how you cook that without getting the cheese stuck to the inside of the trash can. Well, I think that's part. I, I listen. I'm not Guy Fieri, and, he, and, and he's not a chef, so I don't even know if he could explain <laughs> it to you. Um, <laughs> he's better than enough kitchens, right? They're he good, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I it, I'll tell you this: it comes out. It's it is ooey and gooey, and they are pretty like. As far as nachos go, they are definitely on like an untapped scale. They're like a good, like a solid like four to five. Like as far as trash can foods go, it's the second best one you've ever had. <laughs> Outside of the turkey, that yeah, that being the joke. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember a few turkeys that took hours. I think I'd rather eat the nachos. At that I was point. just thinking of tur- <laughs> of, of Ted being like. I could think of some other pretty tasty trash cans. <laughs> well, I just like a George Costanza where I pick up the eclair out of the trash. <laughs> yeah. And whatever the music goes, I forgot how the music goes. Um, but uh, which music was that supposed it was, to be? It was the Family Feud music. Oh, not the Seinfeld, because it could have been also the Seinfeld. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not a bit. I'm not a Seinfeld. Oh, fan. Yeah, that sounds way different. You're right. Now I hear them back to back. I don't think Chris has ever seen an episode of Seinfeld. No, I've seen. I've honest. seen them in pieces. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan, but maybe. Maybe in my old age, I'll give it. Probably not. I don't have that kind of time. Um, they're 22-minute episodes. Listen, I'm the king it's of like 22. Half of a shower. <laughs> I'm the king Come of 20. On. Yeah, you have time. Are they available you on could, YouTube? Are valuable. Like, where am I supposed to watch these things? Um, you could, yeah, you could watch. You could watch two episodes per shower. You'd be done in a matter of no time. <laughs> um, someone else also recommended Friends. I have not seen that either. So I got a, I got a lot of seasons of shows to watch. So. I would recommend Seinfeld over Friends, personally. I don't know. I just I think Same. I think Seinfeld is more relatable and funnier. That's very fair. I think if you've gone this long without watching either, don't. There's enough media that's more relevant to your life that you need to be catching up on. I think, like, like you said, that ship has sailed. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like um, I kind of feel like that's where I'm at. But, um, anyways, this is a guy speaking, who, this is a guy who rewatches of game Scrubs shows. every every year. He rewatches it. He could just not do that and watch Seinfeld. No, but Scrubs is one of my favorite shows of all time. Anyways, um, no. So we debuted our uh, our Fast Money on the last episode. Hit segment. Hit, hit segment. Everybody keeps talking clamoring about it. Clamoring for, for some Fast Money. Um, so uh, we, we set it up again. We set it up again. So um, I am playing the host. Very charismatic. Same kind of thing as Steve Harvey, obviously. And uh, Yeah, I was going to say, where are you going to kiss the female contestants? I don't think they do that anymore. I think that's... I think, in fairness to the game, 
I should go first this time. I was thinking the same I thing. I think so too. I think I think you would get a kick out of out of listening to to Tud's responses. <laughs> I think he... live <laughs> live. Um, we'll see if my microphone goes through my monitor or not. <laughs> so, um, Tud, I would like I'm to gonna, like you to run I'm away. Take my headphones off and walk away. Run away. What do I have to say? Two hundred points. Two hundred points to win. Um, if we win, then good job. Um, <laughs> Um, under normal circumstances, you would get uh, $10,000 or something. The budget for the show is much, much lower. So, um, you'll... I think you should kiss every contestant, no matter their gender, square in the lips. I think that's only <laughs> that, that's fair. My, that's my thing. Bring it back. <laughs> that's my thing. Yeah. Aggressive kiss on the lips to everybody. <laughs> that would definitely get some... Uh... Social media juice. Yeah, it really would. Um, but, uh, Obert, are you ready? We're going to set the clock for 30 seconds i am okay um, yeah the timer's gonna stop stop or start either way uh as soon as i hit uh start, finish reading the first sentence the first question oh my god this is gonna take forever <clears throat> here we go tell me something for which kentucky is famous fried chicken uh name something appear appealing about working from home uh you don't have to get dressed uh name some someone you would call right after getting engaged your mom uh name a country with a lot of ice Iceland. Name a color of underwear a person might save for a special occasion. Red. Killed it. Nailed it. Well, that's all, that's of all of them. Yeah. Nice. It. Destroyed it. I know, by the way, I know Iceland doesn't have the most ice, <laughs> but I know that's what everybody else is going to think, right? You got to think like the people on the street. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Um, you texting Ted? You bringing him back? No, no, no. We can't. We got to go over your answers first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and, then, and then we bring him back. Uh, tell me something for which Kentucky is famous. You said fried chicken. 22 points. Number one answer, obviously. Well, we don't know yet. I yeah, don't know yet. You don't yet. know yet. But, okay. But also, <laughs> uh, name something appealing about working from home. You said dress, something about dressing, dre- not not be dressing up. No clothes, dress code. Working totally nude, I think, was my, my answer. <laughs> um, dressed, uh, uh, dress code, uh, 28 points. So good start. Good start. I think you guys are going to kill this one. Not going to lie. <clears throat> Name someone you... Well, hang on. Hang on. Yeah, I know, we, got... we haven't heard Anton's answers yet. I'm so excited because I feel like he's going to he, he's gonna guess the same ones you are and he's going to stumble. Oh, he's absolutely <laughs> saying fried chicken. <laughs> absolutely. No, he might, he might go another way. Uh, Name someone you would call after getting engaged. You said your mom, uh, parent, is 33 points. Oh, they give you mom and dad. Wow. Uh, it says parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Name a country with a lot of ice. You said Iceland, 45 points. <laughs> so there you go. You thought like the people. Um, <laughs> for, for those that don't know, right, the we'll name. see what happens. We'll see what happens when Tud says it. Greenland, only nine points. And everybody knows that's the icy one. <laughs> <laughs> right. But also not a country. <laughs> but that's very fair. Oh, my God. Uh, name a color with a uh, 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 color of underwear a person might save for a special occasion. You said red, 31 points. You absolutely destroyed this. You destroyed it, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll leave in Tud. Just, just uh, all he needs is just anything. Just, just give us any points, Tud. I think, I think you guys got this in the bag. I'm not gonna lie. So you have scored 159 points. So literally, Tud, awesome. Tud needs 41 points. 41. All right. Anybody can do that. Let's bring him back and tell him, tell him the good news. Tud's eating a string cheese. <laughs> I thought that was an inhaler at first. I thought so too, but it, then it came apart. I was like, nope, that's string cheese. <laughs> Why is Tud vaping cheese? No. All right, Tud. 
Welcome back. All right. Welcome back. Got that brain food. Got the brain food. Feeding that brain. Um, so, Obert did you some did you some good jobs. Obert did you. Obert's good at this game. Yeah, Obert did you some good jobs. Um, he let he got you a hundred and fifty nine of the two hundred points required. So. Oh boy. Yeah. So killed it. So don't let him down. Should be easy. Should be easy. Forty one. Yeah. You need yeah forty one easy peasy. Yeah. Because um, this has always worked out real well for me. Yeah. The one time yeah. I played this game. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, much like last time, I'm going to be 45 seconds, give you a little bit more time. Um, I'm going to uh, read, the time will start as soon as I uh, finish reading the first question. If you guess what Obert guess, I'll go, bam, bam, and then <laughs> and then you will uh, have to re-guess. Uh, I guess, I, I'm assuming Obert got a lot of the most point questions, so this is going to be a little bit more difficult. Obert, for- Obert, did, Obert did extremely well, so that's all I'll say. He did extremely well. All right, so you ready? Sure. All right, here we go. Tell me something for which the for which Kentucky is famous. Bourbon. Uh, name something appealing about working from home. No pants. <laughs> no shirt. <laughs> Sleeping in. Uh, name someone you would call after getting engaged. Fiance. <laughs> name a country with a lot of ice. <laughs> Greenland. Name a color of underwear a person might save for a special occasion. Red. <laughs> Pink? Honey, will you <laughs> will you bury me? I realized I realized what I Hang said. Hang on, it. I have to make a quick call. I realized what I said. It's the same trap I fell in last week with the Cashier. stupid baker question. Cashier. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, okay, here we go. That question really throws that stuff question really throws me for a loop. I don't know what to say. All right, so <laughs> sorry, honey. I have to break things off. I just got engaged to a different fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a slam dunk, but ooh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. So, tell me something for which Kentucky is famous. You said bourbon, ten points. So, not a bad start. Uh, number one answer Did for that. Say chicken. Ober said chicken. Number one answer, Derby. I would have sworn Ted was going to say Kentucky Derby, but. Um, okay. Uh, so name something appealing about working from home. You said sleep. Uh, that zero points, zero points, nothing on there. Um, Obert said, no, Obert mentioned uh, dress code and, uh, that was the number one answer. So what were the other answers? Uh, flexible hours, great commute, see family, avoid coworkers. I mean, and then it's, there's a bunch bathroom anytime, bathroom anytime would have gotten you two points. <laughs> <laughs> But not sleeping in. No, nope, no sleep in. No sleep in. I feel like flexible schedule is uh... flexible hours. It's close. Yeah, I think they would have given. I think they would have given me that one. I don't know. I don't so know. How many episodes of um, Family Feud have you seen again? Zero full episodes. <laughs> oh, just making sure. I mean, okay. listen. I went. I went. Like I gave. Listen. I, yeah, I'm. I'm Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> you suck, Steve Harvey. I'm kissing everybody straight on the mouth. <laughs> Name someone you would call after getting engaged. I'd said fiance. <laughs> and would you believe it or not, zero points there. So that's a thing. Um, I thought you were talking about names, like what you would call somebody after you got engaged. <laughs> Name somebody you would call after you got engaged. Caitlin. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is ex-wife or is ex-wife on there? 
or current spouse? Is uh, that on there? Nope. Uh, parent, parent was number one answer. Uh, Obert said mom. Parent, number one answer. Um, best friend, sibling, and then a bunch of random, including a priest. You could have said priest and gotten three points. <laughs> but no, no ex, no, no ex, no ex wife, spouse. Nope. All right, name a country with a lot of ice. Tud said Greenland. That'll get you nine points. Nine points there. Woo. So uh, number one answer was Obert's Iceland. <laughs> uh, Which has no ice. Yep. We. But Tud was playing around it. He knew. He knew I said Iceland. <laughs> it, was, it was a 5D chess move. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I, I had, yeah. like, the first thing I was going to say was Iceland. And I said, no, Obert would have said Iceland. Should I be, Obert, in, these, in the future... When I'm doing this, should I be guessing the try to guess the number one answers, and then if I get it wrong, I think so. Okay, yeah. I mean, you did a with still yeah. involved in this game. You did with you did with a few of them. I had to bap bap you twice. Um, so name a color of underwear a person might save for a special occasion. Uh, you said pink. Pink is thirteen points. So uh, number one answer was of course red, which Obert did guess. Was number two black? Number two was black, but it was only worth fourteen points. So it's not like you would have gained. I- a ton more. I don't know how pink and black are in the same. Also, white's up there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Chris is like my underwear drawer. All pink. All pink. <laughs> all pink all the time. Yeah, it's just so what you're I taking do. Taking a taking a real big chance going out there in the world with white underwear. Right. So unfortunately, despite Obert's heroics, you guys did better than last time. Last time you got a 107. This time you got a 191. So we didn't get the 41. You did not get the 41. No, Tud had a couple zeros in there. So I thought for sure. Once I thought once he said bourbon, I was like, we're done. No, we bourbon was the number three answer. Uh, number four answer was bourbon. What was so, number three? Wildcats or college sports. I don't know why. Very. So I don't know. Maybe we'll. Tud, I thought you did. I, I don't take it personal. I thought you had great answers. I thought I did too, except for fiance? the except for the fiance. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. One. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Listen, I'm I'm learning the game. I need yep. to pay attention better to your words. Is what I'm learning because those those it's it's the same type of question two times in a row that has thrown me off. The ones with the words. <laughs> All right, well we're out of time here, so we got to hurry up. Get over to this frosty mug of wisdom. Honk, honk, honk. Tud, wisdom, wisdom, etc. Jordan, go. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Mug of wisdom. Okay, thank you, Jordan. You know, you could ask him nicely next time instead of saying, Jordan, go. No time. No time. Tud, mug, go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on fast money pace here is the problem. I'm all amped up from the fast money. I mean, I did win, so I get to choose the order, correct? Like, I get a little bit of honkage here. Oh, no, I, I did that before I said Jordan go. Well, I, I, I want more honks. Honk, 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 honk. That was as impatiently as I could honk. I there we go. Through. Um, I'm going to choose uh, Chris to go first this week. All right, guys. Uh, be ready. My, re- my triumphant return to handles as fast as possible. Um, so you guys may or may not know that I'm a big fan of the show Frasier. 
that ended in 2002, 2003, around that area. Um, well, they have done a continuation show, I guess. Uh, call it a reboot, if you will, but it is all the same characters, or a lot of the same characters, um, some new characters, and it is streaming currently on Paramount+. Plus Every Thursday, it's an episodic, uh, episodic thing, so it's conti- completely separate quote unquote from the original Fraser show, but it's um he moves back to Boston, has dynamics with his son and a bunch of people, a bunch of new characters. Um let me tell you, if you're a fan of the original Fraser show, um it has lost none of its uh wit, none of its charm, nothing like that. So I really, really have been enjoying it. I binged the first four episodes. I still have to watch this last Thursdays. But um as someone who uh, very rarely gets to sit down and watch TV nowadays is definitely something that I'll be carving into my day. I am in, I, I haven't laughed that at a TV show like that in a while. So um, check it out. If you were a fan of the old show, trust me, it's, you'll love it. You'll love it. So uh, check out the new Frasier on Paramount plus uh, new episodes every Thursday. So there you go. Great handle. Great handle. Go to Toss out great and eggs. Oh. Great answer. Almost knocked on my microphone. <laughs> yeah, I tried to watch Fraser before. It's not it's not my thing. Yeah, you have to be like smart. No big deal. That's the downfall. <laughs> Some people are over here watching uh Friends. Well, meanwhile, Chris is watching Fraser Two. <laughs> Fraser two point oh. Fraser two the like, future. <laughs> I don't like Friends either. Okay. Just Seinfeld guy. Straight up Seinfeld. All right. Um who wants to go next um well i'm gonna go next because it always makes it awkward when i go last that's that middle middle mugness yeah i don't know what you call that so i'm going to say i'm I'm gonna my handle this week is called a work work life balance uh laptop touchpad jiggler so um this is a really good thing for when you're traveling or you know you're you're working outside and you want to like you have a laptop and I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this while working on a laptop, but sometimes laptops, like, they go to sleep very quickly. Like, if you look o- look away for an elongated period of time, get on the phone, uh, overall just feel like not doing your job for whatever reason. Um, and this little device, kind of like a mouse jiggler, uh, you turn it upside down, or you turn it upside down onto the, the mouse pad, and inside is a little um, weighted ball that spins around, and it moves at a... a you know, very slow pace, but it moves this half a circle thing to the left and to the right to kind of jiggle your mouse pad um, to keep your computer awake. And I found that this is very helpful, especially when traveling on like a train or a plane, when you're trying to do something, but you need to like look away to like read something that you've printed out or, you know, maybe the stewardess comes by and asks you what you want for a drink or if you want any food. Fancy and train. It's a plane. I said for... for <laughs> For the train, like, if you got to go to the bathroom or if, you know, you just, you know, you need to, like, watch something. But, you know, your laptop, my I don't know about your guys' work laptops, but my work laptop will shut off even if I'm watching a video um, while and this on isn't, laptop mode. this isn't something that can be adjusted in your power settings on your laptop? No. No, because my... That's annoying. Yeah, mine, mine is really dumb. Um, so I got this little doohickey, and it's really awesome. The battery in here says that it's supposed to last a whole year. It's just a pretty cool little thing that I, I found. Um, it seems to work pretty well, and it's really helpful for traveling. I like it. Called a work-life balance machine. I know it's for people who don't really want to work. For me, I find it really helpful when you're just working remotely on a laptop because sometimes it's 
frustrating when you get a phone call and you're not really touching it and then all of a sudden your computer goes to sleep and then mine if it if it's in sleep mode for too long powers uh it doesn't power down but it goes in like hibernation mode and it's just a whole pain in the ass so check this thing out it's available on amazon all right may i take this uh frosty mug you may so i have a streaming service to recommend today a whole service are you just gonna recommend a whole netflix? service <laughs> netflix no, no. i have this is actually the only streaming service that I pay dollars for, and it's Dropout TV. Um, Dropout TV is the successor to College Humor. I saw these guys; they came across my like YouTube shorts, my Reels feed, and um, they they have this a couple of shows. One's called Game Changer. One's called Make Your, Make Some Noise, where it's like feels very much in the vein of uh, Whose Line Is it Anyway where they're improv game shows where like the points don't matter. Um, and so after watching enough of these videos, I like, you know, started to, to check them out. And, and now that I am subscribed to the service, it's like whatever, 50 bucks for the year, 55 for the year, maybe. Um, I'm like the, the cast is small enough where you kind of get to know all of the people who work at the company, all of the, the, I guess you call them actors, the comedians, uh, you know, the improv artists. And I've been enjoying, you know, they have, I don't know, maybe a dozen shows. The four or so that I've watched have all been excellent. Uh, it's the only streaming service where I'm like, you know what? I feel like my money is going to a good place by supporting these people. So I'm happy to, to check it out. I'll put like a link to some of their funniest bits that I find on YouTube in the show notes because... Um, Again, it's like if you're a fan of Who's Line um, or College Humor from back in the day, back in the early 2010s, late 20 aughts, check out Dropout TV. I think um, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised because because it's um, it's very funny and it's really good. So check it out. So what I took away from this is you don't subscribe to any other streaming service. No who no Hulu, no Netflix, no Max, no nothing. So when you're watching TV, Paramount Plus. How the hell do you watch TV? Uh, you know, don't worry about it. No, I, I don't know. That's that's kind of my question. You go sail in the high seas. Yeah, or I got a friend's login or a family login or something like that. All right. I watch through my neighbor's window. You know. Oh yeah, that's not creepy at do. all. It's, it's Montana. It's allowed. Yeah, satellite dish. I don't know. What are other plausible answers? Cable subscription. All right. So um, with that, we'd like to thank the brewers who provided today's beers. I will thank Stillwater for business. I would like to thank Epicure for their Greek Freak Czech Pilsner. And Kettle House, thank you very much for this barrel-aged cold smoke. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Um, head over to Discord. You can join the live conversation over there where, you know, we've had some interesting conversations over the past week, especially about whether or not uh, Chris and Obert should uh, receive points for last week, which came back as a no, a no, nothing. Nobody got any points. No points were assigned. So that's why the, the stalemate remains. Um, and I'm just running away with it. So head over there if you want to join things like that. Also head over to Patreon and you, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get extra episodes of the podcast. And if you head over to your, <laughs> you want to head over to, to your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Um, that's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you get podcasts where you're listening to my voice right now. Open up the app, leave us a five-star rating. 
Do it now or else. Um, and then finally, make sure you're spreading the word. Friends, families, friends, family members, you know, moms, brothers, sister, moms, mom. There you go. Uh, you know, grandma's pastor. Um, you know, the, the lady at the, at the nursery that you're dropping your kid off at, or, you know, maybe the nursery you're buying plants from, uh, when you go to the store to buy a turkey this year, tell the cashier, uh, anybody that you talk to, make sure you mention in the podcast, tell your turkey butcher, (laughs) turkey butcher. It's a good one. Um, yeah, tell it's the best way to spread the word, um, is by word of mouth and by leaving a five-star rating and review. It does more than you think it does to help us out. It's, it's one of the best things you can do. And with that, my name's Doug. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Uh, so I'm going to use the outro time to tell you more about my family. Because they have this show called Total Forgiveness, where uh, two of the writers at College Humor compete to get their student loans forgiven by challenging each other to do uh, more and more outrageous things to get more and more of their student loans written off. And... Um, it's, it has a lot of um, Impractical Joker's Final Challenge vibes, where they're just forced to humiliate themselves uh, to get less of their st- to own less student loans. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Interesting. Yeah, the first episode, somebody had to um, call their ex on Skype while eating uh, the hottest food that they could, while somebody else had to interview an expert about student loans while being uh, covered in leeches. <laughs> So this is pretty, pretty entertaining stuff. I'll have to check it out.